Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Heads Up on Money. Today's episode, saving is not the same as investing. Welcome, money nerds, to the most riveting and exciting highlight of your week. Today's episode, we're going to cover the fundamental differences between savings and investments. So often, these two terms are used interchangeably when it comes to your wealth and your personal finances. They're often grouped into the same bucket, but fundamentally, they are very, very different things, and they should be used for very, very different purposes when it comes to your overall financial life plan. The money novices out there would tend to just combine the two as one term and they don't really see any difference. They would use one in place of the other and they would say, I've got some savings and investments tucked away. Well, as regular listeners of the podcast now, you, my friends, are money nerds, not novices. And by the end of this podcast, you will understand and appreciate the differences between savings and investments and you'll realise that saving is not the same as investing. I think to start off it's important to reiterate that most people do realise they're not doing enough in their long-term financial plan. People realise that they should be putting some of their hard-earned savings to work in investments, but people are just a bit paralysed and crippled by indecision. They're apprehensive about investing, it's pretty overwhelming, it's very high risk is the perception that comes with it which is not the case, and they just don't know where to start. So understandably, they just leave the majority of their wealth ticking along in their bank accounts each month. Now, these people are savers. They're not investors. Now, for some people, they may be in a fortunate position of having sufficient wealth behind them that they can simply do whatever they want, and they can achieve the dream lifestyle that they hope to. And That can be at one end of the extreme saying that they've got very lavish lifestyles and they travel across the world throughout the year. They spend thousands on eating out and having the most up-to-date technology and all the latest designer clothing. But it might be someone who's got a very modest lifestyle, so their expenses are very low. And as a result, their wider wealth and their incomings and outgoings are already in that sweet spot. And in my career to date, I have seen very few of these types of people, especially in that first category, because you tend to think that those who are well off, and I put that in inverted commas, are are okay and they don't need to be doing anything in terms of investing for the future. Well, these people typically are those that have a bit of lifestyle creep. Now, what I mean by that is that their general standard of living goes up, their expenses rise, and as such, their asset position and their income position is not enough to sustain it. So they too are living out with their means, albeit those means are higher and more exorbitant than most of us. But for the vast majority of people, the reality is that the resources we have alone are not enough to sustain the lifestyle we want. The majority of people, it's just a case of us using the resources we have, so the assets, the savings that we have behind us, and using the income that we earn whether that is income from an employer, income from your investments, income from a rental property, 
no matter what the source is, ultimately what it comes down to is using the resources you have in the most effective way to ultimately ensure that you can strike the balance between enjoying your life now, but also making sure you've got enough to enjoy your future plans. And unless you're in the very fortunate position whereby you can already achieve your financial life plan, whatever that looks like to you, you really need to be thinking about investing in addition to saving. And so many people I see just prioritise saving and they think that that is enough for the longer term. And I am sorry to say it is not. Okay, so starting off, what are savings? Savings, I would generally try to categorise as being in the shorter term of your financial life plan. These are expenses that you know are on the horizon, or they're coming up perhaps in the next couple of years. Generally speaking, when we separate savings and investing, the general rule of thumb is that your savings should be the plan for the next upwards of five years. And only when you're looking at five years plus should you be starting to think about investing. Savings are all about planning for something that you know is coming up and something you know you're going to have to pay for ultimately. So this could be a boiler that will need repaired or a summer holiday to Greece next year. These are definite amounts that you know will be outlays and as a result you need to save towards them your savings would really be used to cover things where you cannot withstand any level of volatility in the money pot. So for instance, if your summer holiday is going to cost you £1,500 and you know you're going to need to make that payment in May next year, when you tuck away some of your money in a savings pot, you need £1,500 for that holiday. So you cannot withstand any level of fluctuation in the value of that money. Normally, your emergency fund or rainy day funds, whatever you want to call it, that would typically be grouped in with your savings because that again should be held in a cash savings pot because the reason is if it's an emergency, it's likely that you're going to need to get your hands on that money very quickly and that lends towards savings rather than investments, which are more longer term and typically have a bit more volatility. Now, when we're looking at the general term of savings, the actual underlying investment underneath the heading of savings is cash. So cash in the bank, it might be, it could be other cash-based products here in the UK, such as things we'll all have heard of, like of premium bonds offered by NSNI. These are the kind of products that we tend to think about when we're talking about our savings pots. And because the underlying asset is cash, there's no volatility in the value. So going back to that example I said earlier, if you have some money tucked away in your premium bonds, other than you actually withdrawing some of that money from your premium bonds, the value is not going to differ. Of course, it may go up if you were lucky enough to win some of their prizes and you have that added to future premium bonds. But the reality is the value will not be going down. And when we talk about savings, we're talking about liquid wealth. And what I mean by that is money you can get your hands on very quickly. Now, there is a separate category within the heading of savings called longer term savings. And we're talking here about things like fixed rate savings accounts that banks typically offer. And this is whereby they try and entice you with higher levels of interest in order that you tie up your money with them for a longer time. Now, these are perhaps not exactly 
liquid in the traditional sense of of current accounts or shorter term savings accounts when you can get your hands on the cash very quickly but they're certainly not at the other end of the scale being a liquid because you could get your hands on them often but the reality is you often pay a withdrawal penalty or you lose out on a beneficial rate of interest so they kind of sit in the middle and I often see people thinking that by holding a two-year fixed savings account for instance that means they're starting to be a bit of a money nerd and they think they're being a bit clever with locking in higher rates of interest and oh that's okay I've got I've got 50 grand parked away for the next two years and I'm getting a much better level of interest in that than in my current account so I'm doing great right Benjamin and the reality is you're not really for your longer term financial plan and I've mentioned this in a previous episode that cash savings should never ever be the foundation of your long-term financial plan. That said, everyone should have savings. We all need to have something behind us for the shorter-term things that crop up in life, Christmas presents, whatever it might be, and those things that we just don't plan for in life. We need to have savings tucked away for those reasons. But when it comes to the future you and making sure that your hard-earned savings are working for you for the long-term we need to look a bit further than the immediate savings pots that our banks offer us. Because if we don't, then we're only going to succumb to the terminator of wealth, that is, inflation. Okay, so now we've covered a bit about savings, then if we revisit a time frame analogy, then investing would typically mean when you're looking at things over the five-year time period. Now we can use our savings to meet expenses we know that are going to crop up or things we know we can place a value on, But when it comes to our investments, we're ultimately planning in the dark. We can't put an exact figure on those expenses of the future, but we know that if we leave our money invested solely in savings pots, then inflation will eat away at that over time, such that we are not going to be able to meet those expenses in the future. And this is really all that investing is, is using your hard-earned savings and investing them so that they maintain their purchasing power over time. And if you're going to be able to do that, then holding all of your wealth in cash in a savings account is just not going to cut the mustard. So investing means moving beyond cash as an asset class, and instead investing some of your wealth in assets that have the true potential to increase in value at a rate beyond inflation. So not only do they keep up with inflation and maintain their purchasing power, but they actually deliver a profitable level of growth so that you actually end up in real terms wealthier tomorrow than you are today. And achieving this is not as difficult or is not the smoke and mirrors approach that you think it is when it comes to playing the stock market or investing in higher risk assets. It's it's nothing like that. It's simply just recognising that the underlying assets of property and equities, so companies is what I mean by that, they are the only two asset classes that over time have proven to be long-term fighters of inflation. Now, whereas savings can be thought of as working towards a specific goal, for instance, let's say we aim to save £1,500 in our bank account and use that to pay for a summer holiday, the reality is that the summer holiday expense will come along and you will encash your savings and then start again, start building up those shorter term savings. Investing is a completely different beast and instead of using this idea of building up an investment pot and then liquidating it and then starting again, 
that doesn't really work with when it comes to successful long-term investing and instead it's an evolving ongoing process that you feed over time so you build up your investment portfolio and it's there in the background for whatever life holds in the future your investment pot should really just be your life partner and throughout life when you need to call on them you can do and you can use your investment pot in the most efficient way for you so if that means taking some money out every few years when markets are doing well and then moving that into shorter term liquid wealth or it might mean living off dividends in your portfolio that are generated from the companies you hold which gives you a nice bit of extra income to supplement your state pension or a salary if you're still working but the point I'm trying to make is that the traditional concept of building up a savings pot and then using it for a purpose and then starting again should not be the reason you're investing. Investing should be an ongoing process and your investment portfolio should really be with you throughout life in one form or another. And yes, you will need to rely on it at times, but it is properly there to sustain you for the medium to longer term. Because keeping it there over the medium to longer term will allow you to benefit from compounding of investment returns. And I cover that in a separate podcast if you want some more information on that. And yes, of course, the drawback to this being able to sustain you for the longer term and fighting inflation is with investments comes a certain level of volatility. Certainly, there's more fluctuations in the value compared with cash. If you have an investment pot, depending on what you're actually invested in, it will go up and it will go down and it's going to be jumping around and there'll be times when it's not looking so rosy and there'll be times when you are looking really positive and you have to be prepared to withstand this level of volatility when it comes to investing and that is the cost and the price that we pay in order to be able to fight inflation over the longer term and often it's very tempting to just keep some money in cash because cash is risk-free isn't it the short answer is no it's not it's just a different type of risk whereas investing and talking about equities and property you're starting to get into market cycles and a bit of investment risk whereas cash maybe doesn't have investment risk in that it won't go up and it won't go down but the reality is that it's a different type of risk it's an inflation risk because you're losing the real value of your cash over time so that tendency to think of investing as being too risky for me and I'm just better leaving some money tucked away in cash you need to get out of that mindset because risk is a spectrum and there's no such thing as no risk when it comes to any part of your financial plan and that includes just having some cash tucked away in the bank. So those are the fundamental differences between saving and investing. Hopefully now you'll appreciate they are not the same thing. Just some general observations however. You need to have both savings and investments in order to have a truly successful financial plan it shouldn't be one or the other. Observation two is if there was an order to doing things or a hierarchy here, then savings comes before investing. Don't make the mistake of approaching that the other way around. You need to have the solid foundations in place in your savings plan and only then do you get to that point where having further savings is actually inhibiting your longer term growth and you then need to move to investing but don't make the mistake that many money novices make of jumping in at the deep end and starting out with investing first. And finally, there's no hard and fast rule about how much you should have in savings versus how much you should have in investments. So I wish I could 
state today that 10% in savings and 90% in investments is going to mean you achieve your objectives because everyone is different. We all have different financial life plans. If you have a financial planner, they should be aware of the sweet spot for you in terms of where that fits into your plan. But this podcast is just for guidance. It's not financial advice. But what I can say is over the longer term, the scales should often, for most people, be tipped in the direction of investing rather than saving because of the terminator of wealth that is inflation and eating away at our long-term plans and eating away at our future lifestyle. And there we have it, another episode wrapped up. You now know the difference between saving and investing. Silly question of the week this week. Okay, what is the difference between stocks and shares? And the simple answer is a very simple one. In the UK, we typically call companies or equities shares. And in the US, typically they're called stocks. And it's grown as a term, stocks and shares portfolios. Just ignore it. You don't need to worry about it. All you need to know is that when you're talking about stocks and shares portfolios, you're talking more about investments. And having now listened to the podcast, you know exactly what investing means. And that's a wrap for another week. Thank you again for listening and for your undivided attention, hoping to dispel some of the more mundane and overwhelming personal finance concepts. Thanks for your attention as always. If you have enjoyed today's episode or are getting benefit from the podcast generally, please do tell your family, please do tell your friends. It really means a lot to the wider growth of the podcast. Leave a review, leave a rating, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time.